You are listening to the Grow Law Firm Podcast, where each guest shares actionable, practical ideas with you on how to get more clients, expand your reach, and grow your law firm's revenue and profit. Here's your host, Sasha Burson. Welcome to Grow Law Firm Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest with me here. His name is Joshua Lennon, and Joshua is a legal tech expert like I have never met before. He's been with Clio for 10 plus years and has experience with other legal tech businesses in the past, and he's also a licensed attorney. Joshua, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, I have a very unique and unusual role at our company, Clio. I am the lawyer in residence, which is a made-up title that talks about how I bring subject matter expertise of how the practice of law and technology intersect and also act as kind of a translator between the technology experts at our company and the legal experts that rely upon us and vice versa. So I translate tech to lawyers and lawyers to tech. Fascinating. I am absolutely certain that 99% of all of our listeners, viewers, wherever they may be consuming this content, know what Clio is and what it does. But for that 1% who has not heard the name of the company, would you please tell them what it is that Clio does? Absolutely. Clio is a suite of cloud computing software specifically designed for law firms. And so we help law firms manage client intake, case management, communications, time, and billing uh, across all of their different activities. And so you can access Clio via website, via mobile apps. And we've been around for a little over a decade now. We came out in 2008. And we're now the most widely used and most widely recommended cloud-based legal software in the world. We actually have users in close to 120 countries around the world. We have data centers located in three different continents right now. And we currently represent probably the largest repository of data on how lawyers practice. And that's something that's very exciting and unique to Clio. So if you're looking to manage these aspects of your law firm, your case management, your time and billing, your accounts receivable, your client intake, even your communications, we can be that central hub for you. Congrats on your huge success. I mean, it's just a 14-year-old company and you're such a conglomerate. And correct me if I'm mistaken, but I believe from what I've heard about Clio, and I'm not a user, but it's an enterprise-wide system. As in, regardless of the size of your law firm, it encompasses just about anything and everything that you can do with your data. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're a solo law firm, we can handle all your data. If you are a larger law firm, we can handle it as well. And you can adjust and customize Clio to the different practice areas and practice groups that you have, including visibility and permissions. We can create ethical walls if you need to due to conflicts of interest. So yeah, it's a highly customizable system that works well for both litigators and transactional law firms. Mm Mm-hmm. The motto of the company, as far as I know, is a law firm lifesaver. Why is that? (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that I recognized very early on when I was practicing law, and so I was with the Missouri Attorney General briefly, and I also ran my own little immigration law firm for a while, is that practicing law is hard, Mm -hmm. but it's actually harder than it needs to be. 
lawyers, in part due to the way we structure law firms with only lawyers being allowed to both own and benefit from the law firm means that we have to take on duties that so many other small businesses have to shoulder as well as our lawyer duties. And having to balance those business roles, those lawyer ethical duties together makes the practice of law harder than it needs to be. And there are possibilities on how we improve law firms as a business that will improve the life and success of lawyers and the availability and affordability of legal services to the public. And so Clio, as the law firm Lifesaver, helps with a lot of those administrative tasks that are so necessary when running a law firm in order to free up lawyers to be lawyers. Mm -hmm. So I always think about running a business, a set of numbers that you see on your income statement, implementing any type of consultants or a software or any type of a vendor either impacts my top line revenue or it impacts my costs, expenses, and thus impacts my bottom line. When they think about getting Clio, will that help me make more revenue, cut my expenses or both? It will actually do both. The return on investment for Clio is quite frankly ridiculous, to be perfectly honest. One of the things that Clio does very well and has been recognized by our customers is we actually free up one to two hours per day on average in administrative work. So depending on the law firm, tracking your time, generating your bills, centralizing your case files in a system like Clio actually frees up time that can then be reinvested back into the business. But it goes further than that. As part of our own research, we have found firms that utilize certain features within Clio actually make significant returns on revenue per lawyer. So an example of that would be in 2020, we identified that there were law firms that in spite of the pandemic that was impacting every industry, there were law firms that were growing and accelerating their revenue. And as we dug further into our data, we found they were using three key features within the Clio software. They were using client portals, enabling them to communicate with their clients online. They were using online client intake forms, which were enabling them to pull in new clients in spite of the fact that most businesses were no longer able to interact directly as a part of their business development. And then lastly, they were using online payment systems, which are built into Clio. You can accept credit cards and checks just using Clio and do so in a way that's compliant with your own ethical trust accounting requirements. So if you were a Clio using law firm, using those three features, which not everybody was, we found that on average, they were making around $36,000 more per lawyer per year. So when you look at Clio, which for the average law firm costs around $60 to $70 per month per user, and then compare that with an extra $36,000 in revenue per year, the return on investment is just enormous. So thinking about Clio as a cost center is probably a disservice to the benefit it can bring to your law firm. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. So you said that on average, it saves 
one to two hours per day of administrative work. Mm-hmm. So let's average it out and call it hour and a half yep. times five days a week, seven and a half hours times roughly 48 work weeks a year, mm-hmm. 380, 400 hours per year saved by using your software. Yeah, that can be reinvested in whatever is important to that user, right? If it's a work-life balance and they want to spend time at home with family, that's time back for you and your family. If you want to invest that back in the business and bring on more clients or do more billable work, that can be there as well. In fact, as part of our 2022 research, we actually saw a significant increase in time that was applied back into law firms' businesses, with our estimates being that if law firms had invested that time directly into the average billable rate of $300 an hour, it would be, again, another $36,000 in additional revenue. So the time savings, in addition to those features that really accelerate the business, can create significant returns for law firms. These are absolutely astonishing numbers. Yeah. Because this is the way like business people like myself, we operate this way, right? If I can make an investment of what sounds like between 700, 720 and $840 a year, mm-hmm. that can cut my time expended on doing different work by 400 hours a year. Mm-hmm. I would have spent 10 times more than that easily to get those hours back. But I would think that I would have to hire at least a part-timer to give me that much of my time back. And obviously a part-timer would cost me significantly more on a weekly basis than what Clio costs on annual basis. Absolutely, yeah. How is it that not everyone in the space is not your client? That's a great question. And part of it is that unfortunate dichotomy between being a lawyer and running a business oftentimes mm-hmm. leaves law firms with no room to think beyond the present day. So it's almost a treadmill running their practices, right? What are my deadlines today for the case of the client I'm dealing with? How many interruptions have I gotten today from a client or a potential client who I can't turn away because I need to keep my intake up and running? And then how much can I really devote to researching Clio or the alternatives that are out there in the marketplace to find the one that fits both my budget and my preferred work style? All of those things are just problems that really prevent law firms from being able to reinvest in themselves as much as they should. Yeah. That's why I always think about attorneys fit into three different layers. There are lawyers who do legal work. There are rainmakers who do very little legal work, but they bring in business. And then there are executives of law firms. Whoever is managing a law firm, unless it's a solo firm or there are just two partners, has to get to the point where they stop practicing law, or they will never have an effective business. Because if you do not have those 30, 40 hours a week for managing and growing your business, Mm -hmm. it's not going to grow. It's not going to become a valuable asset that can be sold whenever you decide to exit out of the business. Mm -hmm. And that is why, and by the way, I heavily rely on your annual reports. That is why vast majority of lawyers stay in solo firms, which are, according to your reports, a full third of the entire professional, roughly 500,000 people in this country. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. about United States. I know that you're based in Canada or your firm is based in Canada. And another third work in very small law firms between two and 10 attorneys, right? And whenever we talk about exit strategy, most of those attorneys, whatever their title may be, whether it's a lawyer, attorney, or a managing partner, when you talk about exit strategy, 
Mm-hmm. There's usually none because they're not focused on managing and growing the business. But yep. it sounds like even if I had a tiny law firm, two lawyers, three lawyers, mm-hmm. right? By cutting my expense, operational expense of 400 hours per year, I could shift those hours to managing and growing the law firm. So within two, three years, my firm is big enough where I can stop practicing law and say, stop the madness for as long as I practice law, Mm -hmm. my business will be small. And this is where sometimes I talk to attorneys and they have a law firm that's been established for 20, 25 years. And now they have like 14, 16 attorneys. And I ask the founding partners, how much time do you spend on law? And they're like, most of it. And I ask them, how much did your business grow year over year? And it's usually just like a notch over the inflation rate. Yeah. So traditional, like we know that professional service firms, like law firms, grow at a rate of about 5, 5.3%. I can actually quantify that. The average rate increase for law firms is around 4%. Got it. And the typical yeah. inflation rate is about 2, 2.5%. Yep. Discounting the last 12, 18, 24 months. We're recording yeah. this end of 2022, so it's been different. But for the most of last four decades, it's been 2 to 3% annually. So you're growing like this much above mm-hmm. the inflation rate, so we cannot call it real growth. Treading water mm-hmm. while trying to do exactly what you shouldn't be doing as a managing partner, which is you should be focusing on the business and growing. And Clio can aggressively give you that time back for as long as you're actually utilizing the software, right? Yeah. Because we know that the systems are only as good as the users who use them. Who use the software. I want to push back a little bit on something you just said, mm-hmm. though. I don't think lawyers ever stop wanting to lawyer. I mean, there are going to be those whose end goal is to stop being a lawyer and run the law firm. But I think three years of law school, years of practice and training, being a lawyer is what lawyers do. And so for a large chunk of them, they're never really going to want to get entirely away from that. But I think they oftentimes aren't finding the time to be lawyers when they want to be the lawyer. They're finding that running their own law firm distracts them from being a lawyer sometimes, as much as there are those lawyers out there who also just want to run a law firm. And you mentioned our annual report. Let's give some background to the listener. The name of the annual report is the Legal Trends Report, and it's based off of Clio's unique data set, which is the usage data of Clio from tens of thousands of contributing law firms. And I want to really highlight that it's the usage data, how they use our software and not the client files and the confidential information that is stored within Clio. There are technical and contractual constraints on us on what we can see and what we can't. And the Legal Trends Report only looks at the very high-level usage metrics. And the example I like to give is you can customize Clio to a billable hourly rate if you're doing hourly billing. We also handle like flat fees, contingencies, et cetera. And there may be a hypothetical law firm out there that sets an hourly rate at $20 an hour. There may be a law firm out there that sets a hypothetical hourly rate at $2,000 an hour. And between those extremes in Clio, I can see the bell curve of all the other rates that have been set in between. But I could not tell you which law firm is charging what rate. And I couldn't tell you what client they're charging it to. I only know that there's a setting in Clio that's been set to 2000 and a setting that's been set to 20 and the bell curve of various settings in between. 
But even from that like really high level view, we've been able to, over the course of seven years now, because we published our first report in 2016, start to get insight into the practice of law that has never existed before. For example, I can tell you the average hourly billing rate per lawyer across approximately 40 high-level practice areas for every state in the U.S. I can even actually drill down to certain major metropolitan areas and tell you what a family law lawyer charges around, say, San Diego and how that differs from San Francisco. We can do that for lawyers, for non-lawyer legal professionals, and even blended rates for law firms. And one of the things you mentioned, right, was inflation. Well, what we've seen is that the rate increases for lawyers' hourly billing has been fairly consistent, 4% year over year. The average hourly rate for non-lawyer legal professionals, like say a paralegal, has actually been pretty flat for the last decade. The consumer price index, which is kind of a measure of inflation as put forth by the U.S. Treasury Department, last year averaged around 9%. And so if you're a law firm, that increased your rates 4% year over year, you actually are losing money right now when practicing law because you're not necessarily keeping up with inflation. And so one of the takeaways from our current report is that we looked at one, inflation and average rate growth, but then we looked at how busy are law firms. And what we have seen is that when we compare kind of a year-over-year growth between 2019's data and 2022's data, we see that on average, law firms are actually handling 10% more new matters on a year-over-year, month-over-month basis than they ever have before. They're also collecting 30% on average more revenue than they have before. These are Clio using law firms. And in our latest report, we actually dug into why that is. And what we found is that law firms are starting to be more consistent and deliberate on finding ways to free up time to do billable work. We actually call this the utilization rate. So Mm -hmm. how many hours in a day are you working? And of those hours in the day, how much of that time is being spent on billable activity? And in 2016, we found that law firms were actually doing just barely over two hours of billable activity a day and getting paid for only 1.6 hours of a business day. That was like a bomb going off when we first published that. Most lawyers look at their day-to-day and they're so incredibly busy, but that time is being spent on business development. That time is being spent on administrative work. The time is being spent on licensing concerns like CLE. All of these things are cutting their ability to be a lawyer because they're so busy running a law firm. And successive research has shown the different ways in which lawyers can obtain better outcomes. And for most lawyers, that means more revenue by improving their utilization rate. And from 2021 to 2022's report, we actually saw our biggest spike in utilization rate ever. It was a 6% year-over-year increase relative between the two. So we went from lawyers being able to bill 31% of their day on average to now billing 33% of their day. 
such a minor amount, but it's led to this huge increase in revenue on average 30% more than they've ever had before. And so when you talk about many lawyers wanting to get away from being a lawyer, I'm actually seeing the opposite in a lot of our data. There are a lot of lawyers who are getting to spend more time being a lawyer and are finding it very rewarding from a fiscal point of view to have that little, like that half an hour of extra work in a day. Sure, but I'm going to have to push back against that. And here's why. Yeah. There's anecdotal evidence that suggests, if this is not anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. 2020 data from BLS, and this is the mm-hmm. last report they looked at from them, median income for attorney in the United States, $122,000 a year. Yeah. Not very much if you live in a city like Chicago, where I live. Mm-hmm. Cost of living is high, $122,000 does not go a very long way here. Yeah. There's anecdotal evidence that suggests that a really good attorney who's really good at bringing in business and billing for that business will make up to $450,000 a year because there are only so many billable hours per year. Yeah, we're not yeah, talking about limit in the billable model. Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. So yeah. let's call it 450. Rainmakers could mm-hmm. probably quadruple that because they do not spend the time on lawyering around. They spend the time on bringing in business and mm-hmm. that's their primary responsibility. So they may spend 10, 15% of their time, not 30%, 10, 15% of their time actually working on cases. The rest of the time they spend on business development, et cetera, et cetera. Those are great roles for those different types yeah. of lawyers that you mentioned before. I'm not saying if you're a rainmaker, don't rainmake. But there's a different yeah. layer. And that layer mm-hmm. is an executive of a law firm. And the way I think about it, for me, magic always happens for a professional service organization at a threshold of $10 million a year in top-level mm-hmm. top-line revenue. So if you own a law firm yep. and that law firm delivers $10 million in annual revenue, as a professional service organization, your net margin at the year's end pre-tax should be about 20 25%. That's after you received a salary of, let's call it, half a million dollars a year. Yep. In addition to that, you should have enough profit left for another to $2.5 million. That will happen if you do not practice law. That yes, I agree with you, yeah. If you're an effective uh, business executive. Yeah, yeah. And that's a subset of the law firms that are out there. But I will counter that there are those law firms where, like the solo, who has to do it all, right? We that's have found that, point, by the way. Very yeah, if they point. focus on small incremental improvements on their utilization rate, in the course of five years, they'll double their revenue. So you. I think law firms need in to be... In the course of how many years? Forgive me for five years. Five years, they can double their revenue. Yeah. yeah. And so what we've seen amongst firms that do steadily improve their utilization rate, like 1% a year, like maybe in five years, see a doubling of revenue without having to double their headcount, double their clients. They're just able to be lawyers just a little bit more and the rewards are there. So depending on where you are on that growth path that you're describing, right? If I am just starting out, how do I improve my utilization rate? And then as I hit a point where I now grow and bring on more lawyers, then you're right. The concern is shift. How do I move towards managing those lawyers and making sure their utilization rate is increasing? And how do I make sure that we have an effective pipeline of clients that are coming in? And so that's actually a flip side to some of the other research we've done at Clio, where we've taken a look at our law firms being the most effective generators for their own business that they can be. And to be perfectly honest, the bar is really low. 
for most law firms. And so if you can do something as simple as having somebody answer your phone, you are going to be so much farther ahead than most law firms that are out there. An example I'd like to give is actually from our 2018 Legal Trends Report, where we had heard anecdotally, like you were talking about, that law firms are really just horrible at letting new business come to them. And so I was part of a team that designed Secret Shoppers Experiment, Mm -hmm. where we identified a thousand random law firms across five different practice areas, those using Clio and those not. And we sent targeted queries based on their own published practice areas, right? I'm a family lawyer. I handle divorces. Here is a targeted query from a new prospective client. And we actually worked really hard on ranking what we thought potential responses would be. And the first problem was we got no responses for over half of the queries we sent out to a thousand law firms. They just never even acknowledged that somebody was trying to seek new business from them. Of the thousand law firms that we went and contacted, of the few that did respond to us, only two law firms answered the five key areas that we were looking for in a response, which is, do you handle this type of work, even though we knew they already did, right? Can you tell me a little bit about the process? Like, what should I prepare? What's going to be our next step? Give me a ballpark figure for cost, right? And anything about cost. Is it, I have a flat fee, or this is my hourly rate, or on average, our customers spend X dollars? Only two law firms actually even responded and were able to hit that low bar of, yes, I handle this type of work. Here's what we should do next. Like, go to my website and schedule a consult or call me. And here's my rate. Two. This is out two thousand. out of how many? A thousand. Two out of a thousand. Yeah. What is your theory as to why so many law firms, and we'll call it 99.98%, and this is four years ago. We're not talking about 40 years ago. We're talking no. about four years ago when technology and so many support services are available to every law firm. What is your theory as to why? I think it's the split focus. Unfortunately, lawyers having to do it all means that you mentioned technology. They haven't had the time and training to be able to focus on something like an effective marketing response. And that could just be as simple as drafting that first email you'll send back to a client. Mm -hmm. If you think that there is a potentially good fit, and all it has to be is a draft as a Word document sitting on your computer somewhere where, hey, this person is looking for a lawyer who does what I do. Here's what they need to know about me. Like, hey, it's great. Thanks for reaching out to me. Yes, I handle this type of area. If you're serious about moving forward here, a few things you need to know. One, you need to gather these documents. Two, you need to book an appointment and here's how to do that. And three, you need to be prepared to meet my hourly rates, which might be $313 an hour, which is our current average rate across the US. And to be able to cut and paste that, right? But so many lawyers just haven't taken the time or they may be so deep in the weeds with their current clients that they don't have time in the day to do that cut and paste. And they also then haven't had the time to think about setting up an automated system to do that for them. And there are just a huge number of tools that'll do that. 
our client intake tool has the ability to have like automated workflows where as we hit a certain stage, right, a lead comes in, I can automate a response. Or you can use things like Constant Contact, HubSpot. A million different solutions. There are a million different solutions out there, yeah. Incredibly inexpensive, too. Yeah, that could just automate these things for you. And Mm -hmm. law firms, unfortunately, don't either have the time or the training to implement these things on their own, which is why, in part, we're researching and building a lot of these things for them. Because we can see how impactful they are And now it's a question of how do we make it easy for them to adopt and roll out on their own benefit and the benefit of their clients. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely wonderful consultants who are outside of Clio Mm -hmm. who help law firms organize their processes and data in Clio. It's an investment, but it pays off handsomely. I recently interviewed someone from Streamline Legal. And exactly what they do. And they're like, look, we have clients who come to us and their data is a mess. And once we show them how to do this, they start making so much more money. They are actually Clio certified consultants. We launched a training program to make sure that those consultants you've talked about have all the tools that they need to really help implement Clio and the law firms that they work with. And We've got a really good relationship with consultants like Streamline Legal because one, they're an excellent source of feedback on how we can improve. And two, they oftentimes help both Clio and the law firms overcome issues that we can't necessarily see, again, at that high level that we have into our customers' data. Clio is incredibly customizable, but that also means sometimes that somebody has to customize it. And a service like Streamline Legal is invaluable if you can find them. There's actually a section of our website where we list those consultants who have like voluntarily gone through that training, what services they offer, where they're located, how to get a hold of them. And they've been a real boon. Every legal technology company should partner yeah, with these consultants. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend, although I'm not a customer, but I did get to meet Corinne from mm-hmm. Streamline.legal. They're amazing. The stories that she told me about the work that they have done for law firms is absolutely amazing. So reach out to them. I have Mm -hmm. no stake in their business. There is no affiliate partnership between us. They're just awesome people. Reach out. If you already use Clio and you want to squeeze even more value out of it, consultants like Streamline Legal, terrific for that. Joshua, let's imagine that you and I Mm -hmm. partner up. We buy a small law firm today. Let's say it does $1.5 million in revenue. We have four attorneys there. Mm-hmm. What three things would you implement practically immediately to increase our top line and profitability? The first thing is I would implement Clio, but that's a little bit of a biased answer. So I recognize that. So what would I implement beyond that? The first thing I would implement is actually review of the clients themselves. So what clients are giving us based on our practice area, like repetitive business or referrals? And why are we not leveraging that type of business growth more? Because we know from any business, the hardest thing is to bring on a new customer. But if we have existing customers, and in this case, it's clients, how do we leverage them more in a working relationship? So an immediate review of our clients and how are they bringing revenue to the business and how can we make it easier for them to do that? Then the next I would take a look at is I would actually take a look at the productivity 
of the four lawyers themselves. And so this is actually really difficult in the legal industry because while we mostly bill and 97% of law firms on Clio bill hourly on at least some of their matters, right? So you'd think it would be very easy for us to measure productivity because we have hours, but hours spent is not necessarily outcomes. And so that's what I'd want to take a look at. And this differs based on the practice area. Are we getting the outcomes that are important towards driving our clients' success? So for litigation, it tends to be the resolution of the litigation. What's our time from start to conclusion? And what are the steps that we take to get there? For transactional lawyers, the outcomes actually tend to be documentation. What is the document that we have put together on behalf of our client that leads towards a better chance of their preferred outcome? In wills and estates practice area, right? That's how many wills we're getting out the door and are they appropriate to our customers? If it's an immigration law firm, how many applications are being successfully submitted on behalf of our clients? And then I'm going to be looking at those outcomes and figuring out better ways to automate the steps to get there. So our productivity review would instead of looking at how many hours are our lawyers billing, it's how many hoops are they having to jump through to get to there. Mm -hmm. And if I can reduce those number of hoops, then I actually speed up the business and I can create a flywheel effect that will enable us to handle more clients or more cases with less burden upon the law firm itself. And that'll increase my top line revenue. And then the last thing I would probably review is our accounts receivable. And I want to make sure that we're actually being adequately rewarded for the work that we're doing. So I'm going to take a look at outstanding balances. What is the nature of those outstanding balances? And then figure out ways to implement financial tools that will overcome that. And there are three right off the bat that I would think of. For most consumer-focused legal services, and what I mean by consumer is you're serving an individual rather than a business, the biggest drag on accounts receivable is the inability of the client to pay the full cost of the bill at once. And so the easiest thing to implement for that would be payment plans that would bring predictability and stability to the law firm when it comes to monthly revenue. And because it's reasonable for a law firm to charge an increased amount when you're waiting a longer period of time, I would increase our rates for any client that's on a payment plan. So I'll have both predictable revenue and an increase in my revenue because we're on payment plans. And we actually find with our research amongst Consumers of legal services, that payment plans are highly preferred. 78% of individual clients are looking for firms that offer some type of payment plan. I would also implement certain things that encourage both early payment, if I'm not on payment plans, like automated discounts and automated calculations of interest for outstanding balances after a period of time, such that we're not losing money when money is still waiting to be paid right? Because money in the pocket is always better than money that's being held by somebody else. So you need to be compensated. You know, that money in the pocket. And then I would automate lastly, tools that do automated collections for me. So mm-hmm. things that roll up, say outstanding invoices into a total 
outstanding due amount and remind the client of those outstanding balances without me having to do the chasing for them. And all of those different methods that we're talking about, all of the collections portion of that can actually be automated using online payments that handle credit cards or fund transfers or e-checks such that it's not my job to chase down bills. It's my job to get the bills out the door and let the clients pay them quickly and easily. And a lot of this would be handled by Clio. A lot of this can be handled by Clio. That's absolutely the case. I think the second one where we're talking about productivity as measured by outcomes, Clio can contribute to a large part of that, but a lot of it's going to be like just reviewing your office processes as well. So Clio is great, but it's not doing all of that. Let me summarize what we've talked about. If you are a very busy lawyer, there's a very high probability that 70% of your billable hours or what should be billable hours are non-billable hours. You're probably spending one, two, two and a half hours productively on daily basis. You're losing anywhere between one to two hours on administrative tasks on daily basis. That waste can be cut completely by replacing those administrative tasks with things that you can do with Clio. Once you cut that waste, you can apply those 400 hours a year. Mm-hmm. To focusing on optimizing your business. So for the same input that you provide into your business, you get more money. You're still going to spend all those hours working in and on your business. You might as well increase the yield, the income that you're making because you simply optimize things. But for that, and I think that this is it's really going to be probably the final point today, I find the major issue. People say things like, they don't teach this in law school. That is absolutely right. There is no professional school, be it law school, medical school, any type of trade school, where people are taught how to be successful in the business for which they're preparing you for. As in, when you go to law school, they teach you how to be a specialist in law. They do not teach you how to be a specialist in the business of law. That requires studying business and developing business acumen. None of it from my numerous conversations with attorneys. I have interviewed dozens of people on this podcast already. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said they taught me how to operate a business in law school. You have to go and learn this on your own from podcasts like the one here, from reading business books, so that every year your income goes up, not 4%, not 10%, not 30%, but 50 60 100%, 200%, because you're focused on the right thing, which is how to optimize your business. Mm-hmm. So it brings more clients. You end up generating more revenue, proportionally cut your expenses where you can, up to optimization of processes, and ultimately making higher profit at the end of the year. That sounds like the key right there. The trick, obviously, is following through on all of those things, but there are tools that can help with that, and Clio can be one of them. Yeah. It's often not focusing on how to do something, but who can help you execute on that and do it better than you ever will, because you still have those 168 hours a week. You cannot do it all and you cannot learn how to be good at everything. So Clio and the right partners, they could be internal or external, will help you build a better business. Joshua, this has been such a fascinating dialogue. Oh, thank you. One of my favorite because you're such a great and clear business mind. Well, it's been a lot of study that's gotten me there. Mm -hmm. 
I've worked with amazing people at Clio, some of the most intelligent people I've ever met. I've learned from them. And I've also learned from Clio's customers and community who have taught me a lot. And I'm glad that I can, again, translate that back to the right people. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Grow Law Firm podcast. If you liked the ideas shared in this episode, help a fellow lawyer out by sharing a link to the episode. This episode is powered by the team of experts in client attraction, growlawfirm.com. Do you want a complimentary growth plan for your law firm? Request it at growlawfirm.com slash blueprint.